This is episode number 54 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Absolutely eliminate public speaking fear. This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on fearless presentations, Doug Stannard. Hello and welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast brought to you by the Leaders Institute and fearlesspresentations.com. I'm your host, Doug Stannard, president of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps people just like you get rid of public speaking fear and increase your success by increasing your confidence when you communicate. This is episode number 54, and this is part four of a five-part series on presentation styles. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the authoritative presentation style. So if you work with type A personalities or you present to them, or if you are one of them, then this this podcast will give you some great tips. I, I spend most of the podcast talking about the real strengths and weaknesses of the style. But if in the last really few minutes of the podcast, I'm going to give you a really great tip that will help you deliver presentations that are more fun and interesting to your audience, uh, no matter which one of the personality styles that you that you have. So hang in there for that. This podcast is brought to you by FearlessPresentations.com. Hey, and just so you know, um, in case in case you're kind of new to the podcast, you can tweet me at at FP class. That's at FP like fearless presentations class at FP class. Um, we try to answer every single tweet that we that we get. You can also find us on Facebook, and you can just kind of Google um, uh, or Google fearless presentations Facebook, or just go to Facebook, type in fearless presentations. You'll get you'll get our our main page, but it's uh, Facebook.com/slash fearless presentations. Uh, we also have a new YouTube channel. Uh, I created it about a month and a half ago, and we're putting uh, videos out that have a lot of the the tips, uh, some of the things that we're covering here on the podcast, but a lot of new stuff as well. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, make sure and and check us out. Now we have classes coming up for fearless presentation. So if you are interested in our two day public speaking class, you can always find a, a list of those on our fear, on our class on our website anyway at fearless presentation. Presentations.com. Uh, it looks like we've got a, a bunch of the classes that we've had in uh, in October of, of 2018 when I'm recording this have actually sold out. So if you're interested in, in some of these cities, you might have to wait a couple of months. But uh, the ones that still have space in them, in fact, I'm seeing Los Angeles as having space, but I'm pretty sure that that one filled up on Friday. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that that one's kind of full. But I know that we have, um, we've got about half the class left open in Austin. So we still have quite a few spots left in the Austin class. We've got a, a, quite a few spots left in the Cincinnati class that's coming up in October. So if you're in either of those cities, uh, we, we still have uh, a number of spaces available there. We also have Boston, Chicago, Miami. We've got a class coming up in October in Vienna, Austria. And then uh, Philadelphia, I believe, uh, just sold out. So if you're in Philadelphia, um, too late. <laughs> you gotta, you got to register for the Philadelphia classes really quickly, really early. Otherwise, it's going to be – otherwise, you're just not going to make it. Uh, but if you if you are interested in attending any of those classes, just make sure and go to fearlesspresentations.com, register, and uh, and it'll save your seat. So let's get on with today's podcast. 
So in this week's podcast, we're going to talk about the authoritative presentation style and show you how this particular style is really great at informative presentations and also decision-making presentations. So just to kind of review where we've been so far, a few weeks back, I gave an overview of the four main presentation styles that I've identified anyway. And last week we covered the energetic presentation style, lots of enthusiasm, lots of energy. The week before that we covered the analytical presentation style, that's the one you're likely to see during that's giving technical presentations and the like. Um, you'll remember that from the last two sessions that the analytical and the energetic presenter are they're kind of polar opposites they're on two different extremes so the energetic style has the high energy and tends to like to create presentations uh, that are that are more general and broad whereas the analytical likes details and likes thoroughness and is much more sedate in his or her delivery so two different kind of extremes um, this week we're going to cover the strengths and weaknesses of the authoritative presentation style and this style is more uh, of what we call direct and also logical so as a review the direct means that this style of presenter will often be more spontaneous they're quicker to act. By logical, we mean that this style will focus more on facts and data versus people's feelings. So you'll find this style of presentation frequently in, in certain industries such as the military. Uh, you'll find it in construction and manufacturing, sales, uh, any of those kind of industries. You'll see a, a lot of you know type A type or authoritative presentation styles. So we're, we're going to cover the last style, the empathetic style, next week. And you'll find that when we cover that one that the authoritative presenter and the empathetic presenter are also polar opposites, just like the, the, um, the, the previous two presentation styles that we've kind of covered. So let's talk about the strengths and weaknesses of the, the style just to kind of get us started, though. So the strengths of the authoritative presentation style, the first one is confidence. And really, I, I think confidence is a misnomer because it, I, I, sh I probably should say poise uh, because the absolute biggest strength of the authoritative pres presentation style is that this presenter will exude confidence. They'll exude poise even when the speaker is nervous. So even if they don't feel confident, people watching them present will assume that they're confident just by the way that they carry themselves. The audience members will look at that presenter and they'll, they'll see that poise, they'll see that control, they'll see that authority. So this pr presenter often speaks with a, with a stern voice and has a, 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 a just kind of a general presence in front of the group. So they kind of stand erect with their shoulders out and that kind of thing. Uh, the second real strength of the authoritative pr presentation style is that the, the person typically speaks with, with passion. So although this presentation style is more logical versus emotional, they tend to wear their emotions on their sleeves. So when they're excited about something or when they're passionate about a topic, it's really seen by the audience. It's obvious to the audience that they're passionate about that, that particular topic. And this enthusiasm that they generate for the, for the topics when they're excited about it is often very contagious. So it makes it more fun for, for the audience when, when this presenter, when the presenter with the style of present, presenter anyway, is really um, passionate about what they're talking about or enthusiastic about what they're talking about. So when the authoritative presenter gets inspired about a topic, then he or she can generally create a following of people that are also passionate about the topic. So it's real easy for them to get, get others to follow their, their lead when they're with their enthusiasm and their energy. The third real strength that this, this style of presenter has is that they're extremely goal-oriented. So 
This person will, will have a real clear strategy with milestones along the way of, of what they want to achieve, especially in a presentation. So as a result, the presenter will often create a, a very clear and linear presentation that, that's really easy for other people to follow, the audience members to follow. So they tend to like you know real step-by-step procedures. That's, that's where they really excel. And, and they love step-by-step procedures that can be duplicated. So this presenter will often spend a lot of time, or at least some time, prior to the speech, figuring out the absolute simplest way to get the audience to understand the content. And so they like to break that real big topic down into component parts that make it easier for the audience to understand. So those are the some of the real strengths of it. And obviously, there are probably more, but those are the main strengths. The weaknesses of the authoritative presenter, though, are, are pretty apparent as well. So the, I, I, I would say that the biggest weakness of the authoritative presenter is that they are extremely blunt. <laughs> they tend to speak a lot of times without a filter. So whatever comes to mind is really what, what we say. I, I, I say we a lot of times when I'm talking about the authoritative presenter because that's the, the, that's the style that I present with. So it's, it's the personality that I have. So this speaker is very direct. The, 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 and because we're very direct, our style can come across to others as being really arrogant or standoffish. So, the the and by the way, we we um, type A driver type people that are that are authoritative when we speak. We detest when people waste our time. So we want to be considerate of other people's time. So as a result, these folks will actually avoid beating around the bush. They want to get right to the point. Don't don't waste my time with with stuff that's not important. Uh, I want you to get to the point so that we can get the presentation over with. So this style of presenting can be uh, can be seen by others as being abrasive, especially audience members may kind of see it. And um, as some of the audience members that are higher on the emotional scale like the energetic presenter or the empathetic presenter, when those people are in the audience of an authoritative presenter, a lot of times they will see that person as being arrogant or distant or abrasive. So it can be be a little off-putting for for some of the folks in the audience. The second real weakness that the authoritative presenter has is that they tend to be very argumentative. So just human beings in general as a whole, we tend to be fairly self-centered, I mean, everybody seems to think that we're right. I mean, every, every individual on the planet, we all think that we're right, even when we're wrong. However, the authoritative presenter tends to take this to the extreme. So um, they sometimes see honest questions as confrontations to their authority. So it, it, it it's it, when you see somebody kind of go through this, you'll go, God, why did that person react that way? But if you understand what makes this type of presenter ticks, tick, it's a little bit easier to, to kind of see what's going on behind the scenes. So um, an example of this would be just an innocent, well-meaning audience member just ask a very simple question and, and just interrupts the speaker while he, he or she is presenting and says, hey, just out of curiosity, why did you choose path A versus path B? Just because the person is genuinely interested in the answer. Not because they're saying that path, path A is wrong or B is wrong or anything like that, but they just, they're just asking a simple question. And the authoritative presenter may take that as an affront, you know, and so that that authoritative presenter might respond by saying, "Well, I'll tell you, Mister. You know, I've been choosing paths for the last twenty years, and I think now uh, I, I think I know a thing or two about choosing paths. So the fact that you're even asking me that question 
you know, is is downright offensive. <laughs> so the, it's it's kind of funny when we when we see it from the outside looking in, but in the mind of the authoritative presenter, you know, sometimes we see that that authoritative presenter can see that just simple question as being being a a, a, a challenge to that person's authority. So that so you want to be very careful about about if you are one of these authoritative presenters about being argumentative to your audience when they don't didn't really want to get into an argument with you right so sometimes they might actually be agreeing with you and and we're kind of jumping in and disagreeing with them without really meaning to um, the other another kind of challenge that the authoritative presenter can have is that they tend to get easily frustrated with the audience so if you recall earlier I mentioned that this style of presenter really likes to organize the presentation into component parts. So they do this to make the, the topic seem easier to understand. And, and, and even though they're going through a lot of effort to do that, sometimes the audience members may still get confused. So, and by the way, this happens because the authoritative style will often kind of lecture the audience. The, the, the communication is most likely from the authoritative presenter going to be one-sided. It's going to be that person standing up in the room and just speaking to the audience. And, and as we all know, at any given point in any presentation, no matter how good the presenter is, people are going to be tuning in and out all the time. So if, if the audience members have mentally tuned out for portions of that presenter's speech or that presenter's presentations, they might have missed some of those important items. And this, this will cause that confusion that we talked about earlier. So the, the authoritative presenter kind of experiences, they see in the faces of the audience that the audience is somewhat confused. And even if it's just only one or two people in the audience, they, they, the presenter now will become increasingly frustrated when they start to see, get that feedback, that visual feedback that they're getting from their audience members. And it may appear to the audience that the presenter is kind of losing his or her temper or losing his or her cool. But in reality, the speaker is frustrated and because he or she a lot of times will feel like they failed in the explanation process. You know, I've tried to make this really easy. I'm obviously screwed something up here. And so a lot of times they're taking it on, they're burdened onto themselves and it's coming across to the audiences as them being upset or angry or you know, losing control or losing their temper, that kind of thing. So, so you, so that that's another kind of negative that this this presentation style sometimes have. And one of the one of the final one things that I'll cover here is is that this presentation style will sometimes kind of react negatively when confronted. So I mentioned earlier that this type of presenter can react negatively ne- negatively just to a simple question when somebody asks it for clarity. So that's not somebody actually challenging the authority, but the speaker is actually assuming that they're challenging the authority, and so that that speaker will sometimes react negatively. The reaction is even more extreme when the authoritative presenter is actually challenged by somebody in the audience. And so if someone in the audience disagrees with the presenter or the presenter uh, or challenges the presenter, then that presenter will often react in a very aggressive manner. And so this style you know, is called authoritative because the speaker craves that control, craves that authority. So when they feel like someone else is trying to acquire that control, they're going to react in a in a strong way. And a lot of times it can it can be very detrimental to the to the presentation. So, all right. So with all that being said, let's talk about a few 
key things that the authoritative presenter can do to deliver a much better presentation and be more relatable to the entire audience. So the very first thing that I like to kind of encourage folks that have this particular style of presentation to do is to give an introduction and a conclusion to reinforce the main points that you're covering in your presentation. You know, Zig Ziglar was a famous motivational speaker here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for, for many decades. And he, he, by the way, and he was an authoritative style speaker himself, but he used to say in kind of a funny way, he'd, he'd say, if you want to give a good presentation, tell them what you're going to tell them, and then tell them, and then tell them what you told them. So basically what he was encouraging us to do is to give an introduction to the content. So you're giving the overview of the entire presentation to your audience before you even get into the, the details. Then go back and give them the meat of the presentation. And then finally, at the end, give them a conclusion that reinforces each one of those, those points that you covered. So basically, they're getting that repetition. Yeah, at least two or three times, they're hearing those key points. So this helps in that situation that we talked about before, where if somebody in your presentation just kind of tuned out mentally for a short period of time, Time, then by repeating some of those key points, it makes it easier for them to kind of jump back in and, and retain the information, even if they didn't catch it the first time. So the um, if they if they by the way if they if they do if you do the opposite and you just outline your bullet points one at a time and that's all we do, then the people in the audience are going to forget a lot of it. And when that happens, that's going to increase the frustration from the presenter. So that repetition that you're doing by giving them an introduction and then give them a meet and then give them a conclusion. That repetition helps both the audience member retain the, the content and it helps the presenter not get that frustrating feeling when he or she is presenting. So give them an introduction and a conclusion and that will help a lot. The second thing that you can do if you're one of these styles of presenter is to make your presentations more interactive. So this style of presenter will often lecture the audience. So. So the, the communication is typically kind of one-sided. So even if there's just even just a little bit of interactivity with the audience, that can be extremely helpful if you're using this style of presentation. And the easiest way to make a presentation a little bit more interactive is to ask the audience an open-ended question about one of the, the main bullet points that you're covering. This technique has two advantages that, are, that can be very helpful. Number one, it allows the presenter to gauge the understanding that the audience has about the content that's being presented. So they get that feedback from the audience. And then secondly, it allows the audience to come to the understanding of the content on their own. You know, the old adage is that people will support a world that they help create. So this shifts the, 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 um, the format from the presenter in that one-sided way pushing content onto the audience and it makes it to where the audience is, is really pooling that content from the presenter so they're more likely to accept it in a positive way. So ask question, asking those, those questions can really do that. Now a challenge that some authoritative presenters will have is that since they have a tendency to be kind of blunt and aggressive, this style may cause people to hesitate when the presenter is asking them to participate in the discussion. You know, maybe they've been beat up by another type A type of personality presenter, and so they don't want to go through that again. And so they'll be more, they're less likely to kind of respond when we ask a question of them. So a good way to combat this is to use a technique that I call the think-right-share technique. So what you want to do is you want to give your audience a little warning that you're going to ask them a question and you're going to ask for them to participate. And then after you give them that little bit of warning, you give them time to think about a question that you're asking them and then, and then just have them write 
down notes about the answers to that question on a scratch pad or a notepad. And then finally, after you look around the room and see that a few people, or most everybody has written at least a few uh, things down on that scratch pad, you can just ask them what they wrote. So, I mean, if, if I were, by the way, I do this a lot in my, especially in the very early part of the uh, Fearless Presentations class, the two-day public speaking class that I teach. The reason why is because a lot of times you're getting, we're getting people from totally different industries. They're, they're uncomfortable about being in a public speaking class in the first place because they're not sure exactly what's going to happen. And I want to kind of relieve the tension a little bit. So the more interactive I can make that first hour or so of the presentation, the easier it's going to be to um, to, to get them involved and, and to get them to, to want to actually be there. So quite often when I start the class, I'll, I'll say something like this. So let, let me ask you to think about something. So that's my preparation. And then I'll jump into asking the question. So if, if you could just mentally come up with what you think are the top three things that physically happen to a person's body when he or she gets nervous speaking in front of a group. And then I pause. So, so basically, I'm just asking them to think about it. I'm not asking anybody to respond or anything like that. And now, after you've had a chance to think about that for a few seconds, if you would just jot down a couple of those things that, that came to mind right away and just write them down on the notepad that we've supplied for you. And then I'll look around the room and wait to see, wait till at least you know 90% of the people have written down two, three things. And I want to make sure everybody's written down at least one thing. And the reason why is because um, at that point, uh, once I get to the point where at least at, everybody in the room has written down at least one thing, I'll say, hey, so somebody just tell me what you wrote down. It's a lot easier for somebody to read off of a notepad something that they just wrote down a few minutes ago than it is for them to speak up and take a risk, and especially in front of a group. And so that it's an easier way to get people to kind of interact with you. So audience members will usually be nervous about speaking up in a presentation. However, you know, reading something that they just wrote down is much easier. It's less risky. So as a result, you're going to get much better interaction. So, And if you want more details about this, I did a, a podcast a while back called uh, Nine Reliable Ways to Add Audience Participation to Your Presentation. And it'll be in the podcast notes. So if you go to fearlesspresentations.com, and uh, I, I mean, the easiest thing to do is just go to fearlesspresentations.com and in the search bar, just type in authoritative speaking style and the podcast will come right up or the, the podcast notes will come right up. Or if you're on uh, iTunes, you can actually look in the, the description and it should give you a link to back to the, um, to the podcast notes. All right, so let's go to number three. The third thing that you can do to make your presentations better if you're one of these type A personality style of speakers is you can use analogies and metaphors to make your presentation more interesting and more fun. So if you recall from last week, the energetic speaker is, is fantastic at, at using creativity to come up with great analogies and metaphors, and, but the rest of us have to kind of work at it a little bit. However, when the authoritative speaker uses a good analogy to reinforce a point, it makes the presentation much more clever and more fun. And this will make the audience really like and respect the speaker much more. So um, I, I give you an example of this from my own experience. I gave a presentation about uh, about how HR executives could get their, their leadership team to increase their training budgets. And one of the points that I made in the presentation was that the executives are more likely to invest in training if human resources can prove to them 
that they will receive a return on investment. This makes sense. And I used a personal story from from my own experience recently that as an analogy to kind of explain how this worked. So I told him that my dad had recently passed away. This was last year. And my mom found a bunch of just boxes and boxes and boxes of old baseball cards that dad had kept in a closet when she was kind of, she was, um, you know, basically she, they were in a big house and she wanted to go to something a little smaller. And, and so um, she was trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff that, that she didn't need anymore. And she came across all these boxes of baseball cards. And so when, when she came across them, she asked my son, she asked me if I thought my son Ben would want them. And I said, well, sure. I mean, of course you probably would, but you might want to go get those things appraised because they might be worth some money. And she kind of thought about it for a minute and, and we went and had lunch. And, and so we took a few of the boxes with us and, uh, and took them to a, a card store, a, a card collector, baseball card store. And the the owner of the store was kind of looking through the boxes and he really quickly kind of looked through, you know, a, a few of the boxes that she brought in and, and he kind of thought about it for a second and he said, uh, okay, I'll give you 200 bucks for, for all of them. And, and she was shocked that this guy was, this man was willing to give her, you know, cash money for something that she was just going to throw away. You know, she didn't really see any value in this box of cards. They were just stuff that things that were taking up space in her closet. Um, but what was funny though, was that almost immediately, you know, she, well, as she's thinking about whether or not she wants to take the money, she kind of pulls me aside and she says, maybe we should get a second opinion. <laughs> so I was thinking, yeah, you might, you know, might be a, a good idea, but executives are, are the same way. So they, they, they have a similar kind of reaction, especially when we're trying to increase training budgets. The, um, they see no value in an activity. If they see no value in the activity, they're not, they're not going to fund it. Um, so when when mom saw no value in that box of baseball cards, she was willing to give it away. It had no. It, there's no importance in there, right? The moment that that card collector or the owner of that store gave her a value for that box, now all of a sudden she thought more of it. You know, it was more valuable to her because he had assessed a value to that to that those boxes. And your executives are, are the same way. You have to you have to show them how the investment that they're making in training is going to get them a return. Otherwise, you know, they're not going to use it. They're, they're not going to increase that training budget. So, uh, so basically, when I use that in my presentation, it was just a, a fun and clever way to kind of make my point. And if you want more details about this, uh, one of the podcasts that I did recently was uh, it was called The Secret Sauce for Your Presentations, and it was about uh, analogies and metaphors and similes. And, uh, and again, that'll be in the podcast notes as well. So the fourth thing that you can do is, and this will be a shocker to you if you've listened to the last couple of podcasts, is insert stories and examples for each and every bullet point. It's the same bullet. It kind of moves up and down in the in the area of importance for each one of these, but just like in the analytical presentation style and the energetic presentation style, guess what? It'll be the same in the empathetic presentation style that we'll cover next week. Good stories and good examples add in quality details that make the presentation more interesting for the audience. So stories are 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 even more important, by the way, for the authoritative style. The reason why is because the authoritative the authoritative presenter is often seen by the audience as being kind of blunt and strong-willed. So the stories and examples make us more human. They make us more relatable. They make us more interesting and fun. They, they often will soften the gruff exterior of this style of presenter. So I always encourage people that have this particular strength or this 
particular presentation style to include at least one and sometimes as many as two stories for each one of the main points that they're going to deliver to their audience. In fact, um, this style of presenter gets great value out of what I call the good example technique and bad example technique. Um, the basically what I'll what I'll do a lot of times when I'm presenting is I'll give a quick example if I'm making a, a point I'll give a quick example of how I didn't do what I'm suggesting that the audience do how I made a mistake in the past and as a result of making that mistake I learned from it and then I'll give a good example of some time that I use what I learned to actually have a success. So those two contrasting stories work really, really well, especially in persuasive presentations. I use them a lot, especially in training. And the the authoritative presentation style it is really uh, it, that particular technique anyway can be very, very helpful for us. And then the last thing that you can do if you want to have much better presentations is use what self-deprecating humor. <laughs> so remember that one of the biggest weaknesses of the authoritative speaker is that the audience will sometimes see them as being kind of arrogant and condescending. So an easy way to fix that is by using self-deprecating humor. And that's one of the reasons why I always encourage the the um, this particular style of presenter to use the good example, bad example technique that I just mentioned. But um, and the I, I always use myself as the bad example, by the way. So in that technique, I don't think I mentioned that a few minutes ago, but if you're going to give a bad example, you want to make sure and use yourself as the bad example. The reason why is because people see us as arrogant and condescending at times. If we're pointing out mistakes that other people made, they see us as being mean. So it's a lot easier for us to, to make ourselves human and relatable if we're talking about you know a failure that we had or a challenge that we had that we learned from. And, um, and yes, when we tell those stories, yeah, they're, they're, it, it lets them laugh a little. And yes, they are laughing at us, you know, not laughing with us. But that's okay. You know, a lot of times they say, oh, well, we're laughing with you. We're not laughing at you. Not in reality, they're laughing at me. That's okay, though, because they're laughing. They're having fun. It's interesting. It's making the presentation more, more uh, clear and understandable for the audience, and I'm more relatable to them. So I use the technique a lot. So just doing this once or twice in each presentation allows the audience to really empathize with me versus seeing me as being kind of arrogant. So those are the five things that you can do to kind of really jazz up your presentations if you're a authoritative presentation style. All right, so, so finally, just kind of in closing, what happens if I'm not an authoritative presentation style, but I'm speaking or I'm delivering a presentation to an audience that has a lot of these folks in it? Well, in a nutshell, you want to be concise. <laughs> so have a real clear goal in mind for your presentation and then stay focused on helping the audience achieve that goal. Use those stories, use those examples to prove your point versus quoting a bunch of facts and statistics. Now, the the authoritative style does like the facts and statistics. However, authoritative style people, not just presenters, but if they're in your audience, they love to contradict contradict facts and statistics as well. So for every fact that you present to this style of audience member, they're going to find at least one situation where that's not true. So they'll find some kind of weird anomaly that that is not normal, but they'll find some way just to kind of prove that the statistic that you're given isn't actually true. So it's a it's a little bit easier to um, it's a little bit easier to to uh, get your audience. 
to get this type A personality type audience um, to agree with you if you tell some a story from your own personal experience as your data. So basically, if you're let's say you're quoting a statistic or something like that, then if you just tell them how you came across that statistic, then you have more credibility. You can say, you know, a couple of weeks ago I was doing a lot of research when I was when I was preparing for this presentation. One of the things that I came across was a, a white paper on blank, and this is what that white paper said. You know, so just telling how you came across that data is a whole lot less ta- it, it, less argumentative anyway to the to the uh, Type A audience because they're they're they can't argue with the fact that you did the research and that you found that statistic. Now they can argue with the statistic, but they can't argue with you having found that statistic, right? So basically it makes it to where they can now say, okay, I can go back and do that same research and see if this person is really true. So it's a, you'll be less argumentative that way. You get them being less argumentative against you anyway. So if you're delivering your content based on your own experience, you're gonna it's it's gonna be a whole lot easier for you. So hopefully this this um, series is really helpful for you. you. Got one more presentation style, the empathetic presentation style, which is one that is pretty unique. I think uh, if you've if you've listened to the the earlier three presentations including this one, I think you're going to get some great value out of out of this last presentation style because it's the one that we can all kind of if we relate more to this one, if if those of us who are in one of the other three presentation styles actually use some of the strengths of this presenter, we can become relatable to a whole lot more of the population when we speak. So so stay tuned next week. Come back and, and listen to that podcast. I think you're going to get some great value out of it. We'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.